0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the table. This is Come to the Table with Adam, and I am your host, Adam Franson. So, yeah, I took a week off last week because I was in the middle of a transition period. Uh, it was the end of the school year, and of course, as I mentioned in the previous podcast episodes, I'm transitioning in my career as well. I needed a week to regroup, and and quite honestly. Jesus' ascension into heaven, which was the feast last week, was a coincidental time to do this. I mean, think about it. After Jesus ascended into heaven, the apostles needed to regroup. They needed to plan, figure out their next steps in order to figure out exactly how to carry out Jesus' goal for them, and that was to share the news with all the nations. So, in a similar sense, I was kind of doing the same thing. I had just finished my Acts series podcast. And I was trying to figure out what direction I wanted to head next. And I was going to take a couple more weeks off. But gosh, it was such a rough week. If you have been watching the news, and I'm sure just about everybody listening has, it's just a tough time right now. And I'll be honest, <clears throat> it, it just, it makes me uneasy. It's not the first time our country's been in turmoil but it just seems like everything's magnified because there's no escape from the news. You kind of look to connect on your social media platforms and everybody's kind of got opinions out there. You you just can't really escape it in the sense that I feel like we used to be able to take a deep breath and then be able to talk about things. But as we head into this week... I really do want to kind of focus on some of that turmoil going on in our country and how we as Christians should move forward. And that's where the title of this week's episode comes from How to Love Our Enemies. And what does that mean, our enemies? That doesn't necessarily mean your foes always. It can, of course, but it just means anybody anybody you might disagree with, anybody that maybe you don't understand. How do we approach? The people that we disagree with or the people that bring us harm even, how do we approach them? How do we love them? And so, um, gosh, this week you've seen so much pain, fear, anger, anxiety, worry, resentment, and and quite honestly, just a, just a feeling of being completely distraught. And so I, I think it's important to look at this situation in Minneapolis and across the country now regarding the death of George Floyd. And I, I want to be clear when I comment on this, I'm not looking to make any kind of specific political stance or tell people specifically how to feel. For me, in every situation, I try, I'm not saying I do it well always, but I try to do my best to think about how should a Christian respond to these kind of events. Oftentimes, that's going to mean taking time for reflection, deep thought, prayer, and really carefully acknowledging and listening to all sides of a situation in order to figure out the truth, and to discern God's will and how to react. But I think in a situation like we've seen in our country this week, it's hard to slow down because things are happening so fast. You know, when I first heard the report about the death of George Floyd, I chose not to watch the video. And I did that for a specific reason. I wanted to sort of let the news from all sides from all different news reports come in and that gave that would give me a couple of days to gather a bunch of info because I'm pretty methodical as a teacher of of government I always tried to tell students be slow to react gather all the information before you start you know shouting opinions let's look at all the information so so I was trying to be patient with this but it was clear based on all the news reports for the most part that I was reading that that the truth was was very clear that that a man died that should not have died. And so at that point, I'm like, I gotta watch this video. If it's this obvious, let's watch it. So I, I watched the video. And wow, it's it's hard to really come up with the words to describe the pit in my stomach as I watched. You know, watching a man die who shouldn't have died, thinking about how the country would react to this, and all of that just giving me a sense of worry that we are going to take our eyes off of love and turn it to hate. And as you see the country react in, in very different ways, it's, it just adds to that anxiety. And everybody's got an opinion for how every individual should react. And, you know, sometimes we're gonna react in ways that we don't want to react or in ways that we shouldn't react. And it just happens. Um, uh, You know, initially everyone reacts pretty similarly from this situation, at least from what I saw. During, after the death of George Floyd it seemed like most people were coming out and condemning the actions of the police officers many of my police officer friends that I know were coming out and saying this is horrible this should never happen and I believe that's true and um, it's quite clear that not everyone is still reacting to that because of previous times where maybe this has happened you know it's quite clear that that most of people that I at least come into contact with have condemned the police officer in this situation. That doesn't mean they condemn all actions of police officers, which is something we have to be careful about. You know, I greatly respect law enforcement, but in this situation, obviously, the police officer was wrong. And as the country reacts in cities, they're just, the cities are tearing apart. I, can't, I don't like the looting. I don't like when the situation escalates to a point where now the focus is on the damage being done downtown. But I do, I guess, un- I shouldn't say I understand the anger, but the anger exists whether I understand it or not. I don't like the actions of the police officer who killed George Floyd. I don't like the unrest in downtown cities, you know, because now what's happening? The peaceful protests are being overlooked. The good officers who are condemning the actions of the horrific actions of one police officer are now being overlooked. And so more violence and protest is continuing after the officer has been charged with third degree murder and manslaughter. And, And it appears, I would hope, that justice is going to be served but the good peaceful protesters are being overlooked and the once again the good officers are being overlooked so now we're focusing on the hateful nature of people on all sides of this and it's there's some good to that because it's opening larger deeper conversations about race in our country and I don't want to get too much into that because quite honestly you know I, I'm not a black man in this world, obviously, so I can't speak on that behalf. I also am not a police officer, so I can't speak from a police officer's perspective on what this might mean locally for police officers. But for me, as a Christian, first and foremost, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I have to do my best to understand how I am supposed to react I can only control my own actions. I can't possibly know what it's like, as I said, to be a black man in this world or to be to to be somebody who has experienced this type of pain that George Floyd has undertaken. So once again, in all situations as a Christian, I need to figure out how to react, whether it's a serious or, or as, as death and murder or as nonchalant as passing somebody who you've had previous confrontations with at a store or something, just whatever the situation is, we need to try to react as Christians. And so the on, that's the only way I know how to relate to anything is to try to be my best as a Christian. And I think as a Christian, simply we are called to love. Now, everybody's got different definitions of love. Love is not a feeling in. It, love is a feeling, but but in this sense, I'm talking about <clears throat> loving in times when things are going wrong, where love is becoming an action. It doesn't mean, as a Christian, that we're called to only love when things are going right. We are called very specifically to love in times just like this, where things are going wrong, where people are angry. We as Christians need to react with love when we feel angry, when we feel worried, when we feel resentful, vengeful. We are called, regardless of our own feelings, to love. So how do we overcome all of the anger, worry, fear, anxiety, sadness? How do we overcome all of that and choose to love? I think we first need to understand what love is. Love is willing the good of the other person. Love is an action. Love means, despite the feelings that I have right now, regardless of what position I may be taking on any situation, love means that my actions toward another human being need to be such that I act in a way that I believe is best for that other person. That my actions will make that person more ordered toward God. Or at least try to achieve that. And gosh, that is so hard. Let me repeat that. To make my actions should be such... That I am trying to make the other person be more ordered toward God. That's so hard, friends. It really is. And I'm not perfect at it by any means. But I try, 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 try to love in all situations. We all know the line from Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. And here it goes. It says, you have heard it said, love your friends and hate your enemies. But I now tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may become children of the father in heaven. And Jesus later adds, why should God reward you if you only love the people who love you? So friends, based on Jesus's word, it is clear, no matter what I feel, Whether I feel compassion and admiration or hatefulness and anger, I am called to love. So, how do we achieve this? I think Paul gives us some good advice in Romans. And so it's in Romans chapter 12 that he says, If someone has done you wrong, do not repay him with a wrong. Try to do what everyone considers to be good. Do everything possible on your part to live in peace with everybody. Never take revenge, my friends, but instead let God's anger do it. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay back, says the Lord. Such powerful advice from Paul. And he continues on to say, if your enemies are hungry, feed them if they are thirsty give them a drink do not let evil defeat you instead conquer evil with good and so paul gives us some great examples of love as an action if your enemies are hungry so who are your enemies are your enemies the people who have wronged you well if your enemy that said person is hungry, the, the action, the loving action is to feed them, right? The loving action for many of us in our country today may be to listen. Listen to an opposition, whatever your feelings may be. Just listen and try to understand everybody's feelings. The action is listening. It's not reacting with anger or defensiveness, maybe. It's just to listen. And that's hard to do sometimes, I know. You know, I'm not judging or justifying anyone's reactions in the wake of these events this week. But I am asking you to consider what love really is and what love looks like in this tumultuous time. I'm asking you to be willing to love your enemies. When you feel happiness, love people. When you feel sadness, love people. When you feel afraid, love people. When you feel anger or hate for people, love them still. We cannot change the actions of our past, but we can control our approach in the present. And I think as we close today, I want to end with a prayer. This morning, and it is Sunday that I'm recording this, Sunday morning. This morning I was listening to a local priest, Father Jeff von Lehman. And he is a priest in Taylor Mill, Kentucky at St. Patrick's. And I was listening to him during Mass, and he was talking about how we need to be the voice, or I'm sorry, we need to be the prayer for those who choose not to pray. We need to be the joy for those who no longer think it exists. And it was such a powerful few lines for for the events of this week. And... And so I think that's what we should focus on first, is praying and figuring out in our own lives what a loving action looks like towards our enemies. So let's go ahead and close with a prayer today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, in this difficult time in our country, we pray for healing. We pray that all of our hearts be softened so that we may come to know how to love others as you have loved us. We ask that you direct our hearts toward you above all else. Lord, send us your spirit this week during this Feast of Pentecost and help us all renew our country and renew our love for one another. And we ask that you provide healing to those who are in most need of your help and your mercy. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all.